Yes, indeed, it is time to ask those car care questions of uh, AOC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. CCO's Car Care Show underway. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Danny. Nice day. We need this uh, much-needed moisture. I'm sure that uh, might be a little bit of a disappointment for, for fairgoers, but bring an umbrella. It's not going to be a total washout, we can say. So yeah. get out there and, and enjoy those $9 hot dogs. Say, um, what's been happening at Lloyd's this past week? By the way, before we do that, let's, let, let me give the uh, phone number for those that may have a car care question they, they want to ask you. You can do it either by phone. You want to call and chat with Dan, that's great. We always enjoy that. Uh, or if you, uh, if it's easier for you to ask your question via text, 651-461-9226. Again, uh, and don't wait. Dan uh, takes his leave about 745, so about a half hour or so from now. Uh, 651-461-9226. Uh, so let's hear from you. Uh, what's uh, what's the word from uh, Lloyd's this uh, past week, Dan? Well, it's, a, you know, a... Uh Busy turning into fall season. You know, Denny, uh, back in the days, uh, around the fair and back to school times, thing would slow slow down a little bit. And, and uh, we actually would kind of look forward to that, that, that uh, you get a little break and things slow down and you get some caught up on some stuff that you're behind on. But there sure. is no, no sign of or no indication that that is happening this year. It's uh, it's been pretty darn busy, and the schedule is is pretty full still. So uh, I don't know that the back to school state fair lull is going to happen. It looks like we're going to stay busy right on through it. And why do you think that people seem to be taking care of their cars more? Maybe because because they have to, or what? Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, I, I I think that's true. That you know it. it uh, you know, if you've looked around for a new or used car, it's pretty hard to buy one, yeah. even. And uh, so I think people are deciding, well, I better keep this one going for a while because the price of new and used cars is ridiculous, and this one still works. So let's fix it up for one more round. And, Absolutely. You know, I think I think that's a good thing. Let's keep it on the road and, and keep it going. I was just thinking uh, earlier this morning, I, I, you and I many years ago did a show. It just happened to, to be folks started calling. And this is before text. Started calling in about high mileage cars. And we never know how to document <laughs> whether they were accurate or not. But someone did, you know, it would be one upsmanship. Uh, yeah, I put on 100,000. I put uh, 500,000. Has, in your mind, you recall any any high mileage vehicle, uh, vehicles that you've worked on, uh, you know, that were legitimately high mileage cars that that kind of uh, surprised you. You know, I, I, you, you see three hundred thousand miles uh, pretty frequently, but uh, it gets. Uh, I, I guess I can't recall ever seeing one higher than, you know, in the three hundreds. Mm -hmm. It takes a long time to get a vehicle up to three hundred thousand miles, and so by the time you get that many miles on it, they're pretty old. You know, I I sent my granddaughter. Uh, across the country to the state of Virginia, she's going to Hallie's going to school there okay. for the next two years, and I and I sent her in a 2007 Honda Accord with 265,000 miles on it, and uh, 
actually felt pretty good about it. Like, you know, when she left, I told her, this is probably a one-way trip. We probably won't bring this car back again after two more years. But <laughs> You never know, though. Uh, yeah, but you never know. It, that's what I mean. And she made it, you know, without problem, and and the car is working great for her out there. I, of course, fixed it all up before she left. Of course. Uh, to be sure that, that uh, she'd make the trip safely. But uh, it went it went just fine, and, and uh, she's out there now. Well, it's nice to have a grandpa that uh, knows all about vehicles. <laughs> that does help. <laughs> you know, my kids have no idea what it means about, they don't know what it means to have a car repaired because when they have trouble, they just yeah. come pick up my vehicle and leave theirs and yeah. say, call me when it's done. So that, that is quite a benefit. You know, it's good to have a mechanic or a plumber or a, or a, a electrician or a lawyer or a doctor or whatever in the yeah. family. So everybody needs one of all those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good. Well, congratulations to her and good luck to her, too. Uh, tell you what, before we break, a quick break, uh, Doug in Champlin, I believe, is uh, calling in this morning with a, a question for you. Let's let's get Doug on the air and see what uh, what he has for a question. Doug, good morning. What is your question for uh, Dan? question for you. Let's let's get Doug on the air and see what uh, what he has for a question. Doug, good morning. What is your question for uh, Dan? Yes, hi. Love your show. Thank you. I have a 2011 Toyota. It has 60,000 miles on it. And I brought the truck in for an oil change and they recommended that I have the transmission fluid changed because of the year it's 12 years old, but according to the manual, it doesn't have to be changed until 100,000 miles. I was wondering what your thoughts on that are. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I guess I'll stick with my go-to answer in this particular case is I always recommend that you do what the manufacturer recommends. And if the manufacturer recommends 100,000 miles, then I would recommend that also. Um, transmission fluid is one of those things that time doesn't have such an effect on. Uh, you know, time certainly does have an effect on on rubber. You know, like belts and tires and and things like that. But but fluids, I'm I'm not as concerned about. So I think I would stick with what the manufacturer recommends. Now, saying that, if they recommend that the vehicle you know, like, like if it's uh, ten years or a hundred thousand miles, then I would I would do that. But but if it, if they're only recommending it on a mileage uh, basis, that I would stick to that plan. Yeah, makes sense. It really does. Uh, I tell you what, let's do this. Let's uh, take a quick break, Dan. Invite our listeners to join in on the conversation before it's too late. If you have any kind of a car a care question and you maybe have to bring in your vehicle for service, but you want to know ahead of time what may be wrong. Call or text Dan at 651-461-9226. Right now in the Twin Cities, 68 degrees, may be raining where you are. We have a pretty good chances of on-again, off-again showers today, tonight, and tomorrow. Again, 68 here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you, Denny Long here, along with ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. And before we get to phone calls and text messages, by the way, here's the number to get either to Dan if you have any kind of a car or a truck van problem, 651-461-9226. Let's talk a little bit about Lloyd's. You know, we always get new listeners, and we're thankful for that here on the show. 
Uh, Lloyd's has been around for quite a few years. You've been there for quite a few years running the place, and, and we also and often hear uh, uh, our friend uh, Nick Stoffel. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what's happening at Lloyd's and what has yeah. happened. Well, I, you know, I've been there since 1990, so it's been a, a or it had been, is, is, still is a good run uh, for me. I'm, I'm still there and, and still involved a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, last year, or, or it's been more than a year now since we started this process of changing the guard. And Nick, who has been my manager for, uh, you know, a number of years, actually started working for me more than 30 years ago. And uh, it's his turn. And so we handed over the reins and and he's driving Lloyd's now and he's in charge. And and uh, when I'm there, I'm doing what I'm told from by him. And, you know, it's going really well. He's, do, he's doing just fine. He learned well uh, from me and from the way the things that has, he's actually helped me along the way to evolve and you know, make the changes that we needed to stay current. And, and, uh, he's doing a great job, uh, with this new adventure too. So I still, I still hang around there. I still go there pretty much every day and visit at least. And, uh, uh, actually next week I'm working uh, full time because somebody's on vacation, but, uh, but it's a little more hit and miss than it used to be. So. Well, you're you're kind of like a professor emeritus. You're a technician emeritus, but still <laughs> still active. I know that for a fact. Uh, and uh, Nick is uh, is is uh, kind of gone into uh, his has an added feature with his life, huh? Oh, that's right. Yes, and you know, in the meantime, since he bought Lloyd's, or is uh, he had the opportunity to buy a shop in Highland Park which he wasn't really excited to do at this particular time because it's a little too soon after buying Lloyd's. But, yeah. uh, but the opportunity came and he decided he couldn't pass it up because he'd never get the opportunity again. So he bought Parkway Auto Care, which is on Ford Parkway and Snelling. Coincidentally, Denny, uh, when I went into business myself in 1983, that's where my first mobile gas mobile gas service station was mm. was on that corner and it evolved and changed and you know the gas station's gone and a a shop was built there but uh yeah so kind I, of full circle uh, it is full back. circle isn't it it's <laughs> funny funny how that works but yeah so he's got two deals going right now and and uh, that's keeping him very busy all right, what we usually like to do at this point and we'll do it again at the end of the show let's how do we get in touch with Lloyd's if we need uh, some service well, you can, uh, you know, there's come on over is always the best way. Yeah. Uh, we're at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or uh, give a call, 651-228-1316. One six, And as we said, we'll uh, get to that number before Dan leaves us, which is close to 745 or so this morning. Uh, phone number, text number, the same. 651-461-9226 for your car care questions. Here's one. Uh, came in a bit ago. When AC compressors fail, does the compressor sometimes expel metal shards into the entire AC system? Then does the entire AC system need replacement, including the evaporator? It's quite a question. Uh, you know that it can it certainly can cause that type of trouble um 
usually the uh, metal they make a flushing chemical that when when a when a when we just um, see signs of contamination when we do air conditioning repair, there's a flushing chemical that we can. Uh, run through the whole system and flush all of the that metal type product out of there and a couple of the small components that will catch that metal there's a little filter in there and things like that that all needs to be changed but i would say rarely does all of the components and the whole system need to be changed i think um, most often we can get it cleaned out uh, so that those expensive parts like the evaporator core uh, don't need to be replaced. Outside of uh, when you had to repair where a critter got in and chewed up uh, a bunch of wires in, in the old uh, SUV that we had uh, that was parked outside, uh, did you see a lot of failing? I don't hear, we don't talk a lot about AC failing uh, generally. Uh, are they pretty, pretty, pretty uh, reliable usually? Well, I think just like cars in general, yeah. I think they're amazingly reliable yeah. if you give them a little maintenance. And I would say air conditioning is the same way. It it oftentimes needs a little bit of maintenance. But beyond that, uh, no, I think it's remarkably reliable. And uh, we it's certainly a big part of our business. So uh, air conditioning fails. But... Uh, but I think it, uh, you know, it's it's fixable, and yeah. nowadays we've gotten used to air conditioning in our vehicles, so it's fixable and probably necessary. Yeah, I'm, I agree totally. Here's one I know we're going to check out uh, the CCO land forecast coming up, but here's a text before we break, and then we'll have more show. Uh, but uh, call or text your car care question at six five one four six one nine two two six. Texter says, I drive my car only 3,500 miles a year. Is that enough driving to keep the rubber seals and parts of a car lubricated? Oh, for sure. Yes, that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, actually very reasonable amount of mileage to be used in your vehicle. To, you know, it, it's kind of like our snowblowers that we sometimes store or whatever. Yeah. It, sits, it sits for the summer and... If you start it two or three times during the summer, you can be pretty sure that it's going to start for you in the fall. And I think cars are the same way. You just, yeah. They just need to be moved and used. And if you do that a little bit consistently, it'll be just fine. All right. Good question. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break. Have a look at that forecast. See if it's going to be a rainy day at the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, 68 degrees right now. Stay with us. We'll catch, you that, uh, catch up with that forecast here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long along with the ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on uh, Grand Avenue. We'll get you that uh, phone number before Dan leaves us, which is just in a matter of minutes uh, this morning. Dan, we have callers and we have texters, so let's uh, let's see if we can help those folks out. Uh, Quinn is calling in, I believe, first up here from Ham Lake. Thanks for waiting, Quinn. What is your question for Dan? I've got a 2010 Buick LaCrosse, and to change the cab and filter, you have to go through the glove compartment. I took a peek in there, but I don't know what you have to tear out something in there or what in order to get in it to get the filter. You do have to probably tear something out. You have to usually open the uh, over or expand the glove compartment door 
you know, open open it beyond where it normally opens, and uh, there's a procedure to do that. <clears throat> Sometimes there's a little shock absorber attached that you need to disconnect, but at any rate, I'd recommend that if you go do a search, a web search on how to do it, you'll find a Netflix video or something uh, on it on uh, that'll show you how to do it. And <clears throat> many times they're pretty simple. You know, there there's just a process of removing a few things to get at them. And and uh, but um, I think if you're pretty handy, most people can do it themselves. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I'd look it up. It's amazing what you can find on that. Uh, I know, you can I know Denny Long does his own. So he's, oh, yes. You, uh, you know, know if I can do it. <laughs> you I didn't want to say it. that, but good yes, thanks well, for saying okay. it. That's <laughs> okay. All right. That's uh, so true. All right. Uh, let's see who else is on the line. Then we'll grab some text. Roger is calling in from Lesur, Minnesota, I believe, this morning. Roger, what is your question? Good morning. Hi. I got a 2006 Buick with a 3800. The other day, coming home, the low oil level display came up on the screen, and by the time I got home and pulled into the garage, it came up and said there was no oil pressure. So I shut the car off and checked the dipstick. There was no oil in the thing, and uh, there was looked underneath there, and it looked there was oil dripping off everything all over the place. So I pushed it back and dumped a quart of oil into the thing and got it up on my ramps, and then I had the neighbor come look at it underneath there when i started it up he said there was just a stream of oil shooting out of the area down there by the pressure sensor now does that sound logical is can they have a stream of oil just squirting out of them and this this the pressure sensor goes right into the um block and if it catastrophically fails like that, yes, that it's got full oil pressure behind it. And uh, if it falls apart, then uh, yes, you can certainly get uh, a stream of oil coming out of it. And uh, I hope the engine is still in good shape uh, after that experience. Uh, that's certainly hard on an engine, but doesn't always wreck the engine. So uh, if you caught it soon enough and uh, didn't drive it too long after uh, the oil light came on, then I think you probably saved it. But, uh, yeah, I think that's, if it looks like it's, if it looks like it's coming from the oil pressure switch, that's a common leak. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, accessible oftentimes, so you can change it and, uh, be back in business, clean up right. the mess. Good deal. Dan, here's an O2 LeSabre. The wheel sensor wire broke on the harness next to the plug at the wheel. How can I fix that, Texter says? Well, sometimes those, uh, if the wire broke right at the connector, connector uh, it's pretty hard. You, it it, uh, it uh, probably can't be reattached. However, uh, uh, the dealership or the aftermarket uh, world might have a replacement connector that you can buy and solder in to, and uh, replace the connector, and uh, then you'll be back in business. Okay. This texture says, my seat heater, it's a uh, 2015 uh, Edge, Ford Edge, 60,000 miles on it. Uh, seat heater came on full force one day, would not shut off until I shut the car off, will no longer turn on. What's your guess, a fuse or total replacement? Yeah, I don't, it's probably not a fuse. It wouldn't uh, create those those uh conditions i would think more of a switch or something like that but 
uh, there'll be a diagnostic procedure to follow, you know, checking for power to the switch and through the switch and to the uh, heater module and things like that. And, uh, you know, if you follow those procedures, uh, it's not a complicated system, um, <clears throat> although there's safety devices built into it, but it's not a complicated system. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I would think you've got a switch or something like that going bad. Okay. Uh, let's see. 2013 Buick Regal. This is our last question. Registers low tire pressure for a single front right tire. My personal independent reading proves that the car's reading is in error. Is this a costly fix? Is this faulty air pressure reading to be expected on an aging automobile? Can a novice simply repair himself or is it best to have a tech do it? Yeah, you probably have to have a tech do it because if, if the sensor needs to be replaced, it needs to be reprogrammed, and you need tools to do that. So uh, it's a common repair. Any shop will be able to handle that. It's, it's something that we all do now, okay. and, uh, and it, it, it'll be a pretty, pretty simple procedure for you. Thank you for your help, Dan, as usual. Let's do it again next week. How do we get in touch with uh, you folks at Lloyd's Automotive? Well, come on over, Denny. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316. I'm going to be doing that very thing to make an appointment for my wife's vehicle, so we'll uh, see you pretty soon, okay? Sounds good. All right, thanks to Dan. Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive. Stay tuned next for Jack Farrell's Wine Chat here on Dewstalk 830 WCC. And then get those lawn and garden questions ready. 8 o'clock hour, we'll be with Julie Weisenhor. Stay with us. Newstalk 830 WCCO.